You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Approval. It's something that we all crave to some degree, if we're honest, don't we? Many of us uh, kind of feel good. Maybe we're uplifted in our spirits. We're buoyed, so to speak, if we're liked or wanted or affirmed by others. But as we've seen over the course of our series thus far, like with many other good things, we, if we pursue and hold to approval as, as an ultimate thing, above or beyond God, then we're in big trouble. As Boyd Bailey, a Christian author, says, approval is not bad in itself. Wise children want their parents' approval, if only, parents say. It's respectful and job security for an, uh, job security for an employee to seek the approval of his or her boss. It's healthy to win the approval of friends and family members you love and who love you, but approval becomes ugly when it defines who you are. Today, as we wrap up our Idols of the Heart series, we're going to explore the the dangers of seeking approval in or through anything else other than God. And we'll remind ourselves that ultimately, in the end, approval from one secure, unchanging source is all that any of us ever need, is all we truly need. So let's pray as we open God's word today and invite him to minister to our hearts. God, we are just open today. We are so hungry for you. We want more of you, Jesus. We want to, be, we want to hear your voice. We want to know your ways. We want your word to not only fall into our ears, but we want it to penetrate deep within our hearts. Because, God, we know that this thing, our heart, the thing that leads us, the thing that motivates us, the thing that is the very centre of our being, God, is so powerful. It's so powerful and it can be so powerful for good or it can be so powerful for evil. And so, God, we just invite you to speak to our hearts, minister to our hearts, help us, Lord, to process whatever you want us to process so our hearts would not be divided and deceitful and wicked above all things, but it would be truly free and free and alive to honour and worship you with nothing else taking its attention away from you. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Would you do this work, Holy Spirit, even this morning in our hearts, we pray. In faith, in the mighty name of Jesus, we say, Amen. Now, growing up, I was thankfully praised up a lot by my parents. Uh, They cheered me on. They were like these ever-ready bunnies cheerleaders style, you know, just kept going. Uh, they encouraged me to work hard and achieve at school in any of my interests, whether it be woodworking or sports. They were just there cheering me on, keep going, you're doing great. Or even with my musical abilities, it was always positive and encouraging pretty well. You know, everything that I did, they would just encourage me to do my best. And they were great cheerleaders. And, and I'll always be I will always be appreciative of that because I grew up in a very positive home culture when I know from chatting with many, many people that this is simply not always the case. Not all of us are fortunate enough to grow up in that kind of home culture. Now, 
This was wonderful. It was a wonderful childhood, but there was a problem with this. And you see, the problem was not with my parents. The problem was actually with me. You see, I had, especially in my younger years, but I'll be completely transparent with you now, this, still to this day, this is something that I need to guard my heart. I need to guard myself from. I had a problem with approval. Approval certainly was, and it can still be, an idol for me. As um, Proverbs 27, 21 says, the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and a man is tested by his praise. All through my younger years, I cared way too much about what people thought of me. And this care or almost fear of man in a sense Someone got the microwave on or something? No? All good? Uh, Yeah, right. And um, so, you know, I cared way too much about what people thought of me. And and this care about what other people thought led and influenced my behaviours, my thoughts, my motivations. It was all influenced greatly by the need for approval, by the need to be praised by others. I do plenty of things, some very good things and... um, in my teenage years, some not-so-good things, in order to be approved. I'd, I'd, you know, to ensure in some way that people liked me, and that got me into all sorts of trouble that I won't talk about now. (laughs) Those years are gone. But, you know, even in the good things, I'd I'd serve, I'd do good things, good, kind things, which on the outside to everyone else would have just looked like, oh, this is a really kind-hearted person. But only I and God knew that on the inside I was actually doing it, not out of genuine care for others, but in order to be liked and approved by others. You know, I'd say things or do things to make people smile, but the motivation wasn't to serve or bless them, be kind, but it was to have people approve of me and somehow in some small way say, oh, I like that, Joel. He's a good guy. I might, he's uh, uh, he's got plenty to offer, you know, that kind of thing. And looking back, no question, I would, especially at that time in my life, I was super insecure. I was so unsure of myself. And I know now that I was this way because I was fiercely worshipping an idol of approval. And it was exhausting because it was exhausting because it didn't actually deliver on what it promised or what I thought I'd get out of it. Um, that's for sure. Now, if approval is an idol for you currently, no doubt, or if it has been, no doubt you can relate to what I've just shared with you this morning. Perhaps, you know, you feel the need to perform or impress others. Maybe you've done something great in your workplace, like you've really nailed that, that camber on the road, Ray, and it's just beautiful, and all the guys are just like, man, if only I could grade like that. And they're praising you up. And, or maybe you're in the business world and, and you, you're engaging in, in some discussions and all of a sudden a new contract's on the table and you play a key role in landing that deal. And all of a sudden, everyone's around you and they're just praising you up. Well, let's use Gerald. They're saying, Gerald, you're legend. You've nailed it. You are a winner. We're so glad you're on the team. What will we do without you? And then Gerald, because approval's a bit of a thing for him, he pumps his chest out, he's feeling pretty good. 
He's on a bit of an approval high, and it lasts for a few days, maybe even a few weeks perhaps, but then very quickly he's back to being the same old Gerald in the office. The, the shine's worn off. And not only, does, not only is he back to that, but he feels like he's the same old Gerald again in his spirit. People are friendly, but they're not praising him anymore. And if this is if this speaking to you, you know, you've got this internal conversation going on, one that's ultimately dragging you down. It's, do people still like me? Do people value me? Do they respect and accept me? And this conversation kind of goes on a downward spiral until you find the next opportunity to win the praise of man and affirmation. Does anyone know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe if you're in the season of being a home dad or a, or a home mum, you're investing your energies in raising and discipling your kids and it's a, it's a full-on season, that's for sure. And then someone notices the great work you're doing. They praise you up. Oh, Gladys, you're such a great mum. You raised those kids of yours so well. I really, I'm really inspired by the way you, you seek to shepherd their hearts to know and love and worship Jesus. It's wonderful. You're a modern-day super mum. And then... If approval's an idol for you, you know, if, if, approval, if approval is what defines you deep down within your heart, you lap it up. You feast on it. You, you let those words ring in your ears and you re- have them on repeat in your mind because they make you feel so good. They give you this high. And you feel great. You smile to yourself. And then very quickly, especially if you are a parent in the young young kids' age, you're very quickly brought back down to earth as you're dealing with nappies, naps, and nuclear-level toddler meltdowns. Like, <laughs> we, can, we can all remember those if we've been around kids, that's for sure. And very quickly, that, that blissful, those blissful moments, that, that high that you experienced, fades away, and you're back at square one, perhaps asking yourself the same kind of questions. Am I accepted? Do people really love me? Do they value what I have to give? Am I needed by others? Am I appreciated? Am I loved? The thought, ultimately, this is what it is when it comes to approval, the, the thought for anyone with an approval idol that we might not be accepted or valued or loved or needed by others is our greatest nightmare. That's like an, a complete nightmare. It terrifies those with an approval idol. So what, what happens? What does someone who's for who approval is an idol, what do they do? Well, they step it up. They ramp it up. They, they give more of themselves to seeking that after that approval. They take opportunities to show that they are valuable, show that they're worth loving, show that they do have things to offer to other people. And they work harder and harder and more and more and do more good things for other people until other people feel almost smothered by like, whoa, this, this guy is too much. This girl's almost too much here. What, what on earth is going on? And then the effect of that is that as people very reasonably kind of push back a little bit and like, whoa, this is a bit full on for me, the effect of that leads those with an approval idol to feel rejected, to feel not needed, to feel almost worthless. Does that make sense? And this kind of leads to the second point, because if approval is an idol for us, what happens is people actually compromise their convictions in order to be accepted by others. Tim Keller, he, he highlights that 
that a key problem emotion for those with an approval idol is cowardice. Why would it be cowardice? Well, because, and, and you know, cowardice is shying away from potentially offending other people. What does someone with an approval idol want more than anything? The approval of other people. So they will do anything to toe the line. And, and maybe, um, maybe this resonates as well. You know, what, what does Jesus call us to be? He calls us to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. One of the things, there's a real distinction there. A lot of people keep the peace, do anything whatsoever to, to, to push things, sweep things under the carpet or keep people who are against each other sort of less hostile to each other. But peacemaking actually involves potential offence in order to make true peace. You know, dealing with the issue, fleshing things out, not sweeping things under the carpet, bringing them into the light in order to actually bring true peace. Does that make sense? And so what happens for, you know, approval, approval person won't do that because they're too concerned about how other people actually are viewing them. They won't even go there. Anyway, you know, cowardice, I guess, is where people will tread carefully in conversations, being careful what they do and they don't say out of fear of man, ultimately, um, to not put someone offside, lest we cause someone to not approve of or accept us. And, you know, you can probably think back to the schoolyard through the, the teen years, perhaps. You know, what, what's one of the common things that people deal with? That peer pressure of being wanting to be liked by others or, or approved by others. But this, for someone with an approval idol, this can continue through where, um, you know, they might compromise on their convictions. They might go along with something they don't believe in just to be a part of the crowd or to be approved. Um, you know, in one circle, they might say the one thing. They might say, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right behind you in that. But then as soon as they're with some other friends who see it slightly differently, they, they ridicule the other position they've just held to and side with that. Does that make sense? You know, you get what I'm saying. And, and no doubt you can see how ultimately this fear of man, that's, that's what it is, can lay a really dangerous snare for us, as Proverbs 29, 25 suggests. So here, here's another issue with approval as an idol. It can cause us to, to not pursue our goals or not fulfil our potential. You know, when I was in high school, I went to a music school, uh, Blackburn High, and this was a big one for a lot of the kids in my music program. For those who maybe haven't had much experience with Asian culture, um, you would know, if, you might not know, but there's a big, there's a really strong cultural expectation that children will respect the wishes of their parents and basically do what they want them to do, even if they don't want to do it. Right? And I remember as a teenager in, in high school, having uh, at Blackburn High, we just had these most incredible musicians who made me look like I'd just started playing piano. And um, there's one guy in particular, and I was just in awe of him. I'll, I'll call him Bob. Bob was quite literally a concert level pianist in year 11. He was that good. He uh, played Frederick Chopin. Uh, Franz Liszt, any of the most difficult 
piano pieces, he could pretty well sight read. He could pretty well sight read and get the majority of it down. Um, obviously, to, to do it really well, he'd have to practice a little bit, but um, he, it was pretty amazing how he could just put a piece of music in front of him and he'd just be able to play it. Now, here's how good he was, and this was a really humbling experience for me, that's for sure. But Bob and I spent a bit of time together and he, and he asked to see what I was playing and I played it for him. And so then what he did was he sat down and he played every single one of my VCE solo performance pieces, sight reading, and played them better than I ever could. That's how good he was. It's pretty demoralising, but he was amazing. Anyway, here's the point. What, what's Bob got to do with this? Well, what did Bob end up doing with his life? Did he become a concert pianist, that desire that burned deep down within his heart? Did he pursue a career as a professional musician? No, he didn't. <laughs> that would definitely not go down in Asian culture. No, he ended up in medicine. He, he's currently a doctor, a GP. Now, did he want to do that? No, not at all. He didn't want to be um, a doctor. But his parents did. And, you know, in every conversation I had with him, I remember having conversations where he was wrestling with this, even in those years, he passionately, continually expressed his desire to be a concert pianist. But his desire to honour, um, and as I said, that's a central pressure in Asian culture, and to be approved by his parents led him to study medicine, to give his life to the study of medicine and not become a concert pianist, the very thing that he had was a goal of his life and he dreamt to achieve. Now, it's not all bad news. Want to hear some really good news? This is how truly talented he is. Bob is a doctor. He is a very successful GP. And he has honoured his parents' wishes. So he's got a big tick there. He's a favourite son still. Only son, but, you know. And in his spare time, guess what he is? A concert pianist. He's not a concert pianist at the heights that he, that he could well have achieved. He could have been an internationally renowned concert pianist. There's no question about that. But he is playing for a local level geographical area orchestra to this day, playing and performing as he longed to do. So it's not all doom and gloom. But anyway, now, I'm sure, I'm sure all of this is kind of painting a picture for you. If approval is an idol, if approval is an ultimate pursuit or above and beyond God in any way, shape or form, something through which we find meaning and a sense of core value to our very person, then we are in desperate trouble. We're in big trouble. To misquote Elvis, if this is our experience, we're caught in a trap and we can't walk out. You know, if this is your current reality, I actually have good news for you, though. Good news for you. There is a way out. Life doesn't need to be this way. You can escape the approval trap. And the, the very key to freedom from the need for approval of others is to recognise what I said even at the start, to recognise this, we are completely approved in someone else. Here's the thing, and we've seen this continually and we've tried to do this through this series, show you how we go after this idol, but that very longing that we have is always fulfilled in Christ, yeah? doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter if it's 
If it's beauty, doesn't matter if it's um, intimacy, doesn't matter if it's whatever the, the, the idol is, it is always more beautifully fulfilled in Christ, yeah? That's the whole point of this series, to encourage you, don't go for a temporary idol, pursue the greatest treasure, yeah? You know, here's the thing. If we've placed our faith in Jesus, we have already been completely approved by God. Completely approved by God. We saw that in our Galatians series, didn't we? It's not not anything we could do. It's through grace, grace grace-saving faith in Christ Jesus. He's done the work. As we sung this morning, I don't know what you're doing, but you've already, I know what you've done. He's done it. He's won. Our approval is secure We've been approved by God. In um, 1 Thessalonians 2.4, the Apostle Paul makes this remarkable statement. He says, But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Now, think about this for a moment. How can Paul make such a claim to be approved by God, to be trusted, entrusted with the gospel? After all, this is, this is Paul, this is Saul, the, the very man who was the chief of sinners, as Paul calls it, the, the one who was opposed to the church, one of the chief persecutors of the church. He went out of his way to destroy the gospel, to destroy the spread of this new way, to see followers of Jesus captured and at times put to death. How can Paul make such a claim to be approved by God? Well, I want to quote Colin Smith. He's the pastor of the Orchard Evangelical Free Church in the US. He says this. He says, Paul's telling us that he has a very clear conscience before God, not because he hasn't sinned, but because Jesus Christ has washed him, cleansed him, and brought him into an entirely new relationship with God. He has a clear conscience, not because he is now a perfect man. He is not. And we all say, Amen but because God knows the truth about him as a man in Christ. Friends, and especially any of us here or or watching online who struggle with this idol of approval, hear this today. If you've trusted in Jesus, you're already approved by God. If you've trusted in Jesus, you are approved by God. You have the full approval. That very thing that your heart craves can be fully realised in Christ. It's already done. There's nothing more that you need to do that you could ever do even to change that. If your faith remains sure in Christ, doesn't matter the greatest service you can do, doesn't matter the worst of sinful slip-ups you can do. As long as your faith remains in Jesus and you repent and you turn to him time and time again, you will always have that security of that approval in Christ. And, you know, because of that faith in Jesus Christ, God actually says to you, I approve of you, my child. I approve of you, my child. And as Tim Keller says, when we we truly appreciate this, when we truly appreciate this for approval, but when we truly appreciate this more widely for our lives in terms of idols, this changes everything. This absolutely will change your life if you let it. 
You know how we've been talking about the gospel not just being like the gate, but also being the garden, the, the very thing in which to live and enjoy, um, like that Colin Buchanan song talks about, gospel is the garden, not the gate. Um, the, the idea that we don't just get saved and then that's it, but the very fuel for life itself and being free and having life in abundance, as Jesus calls us to, is actually allowing the gospel to change our hearts and then change us and then that changes everything. Yeah? It truly does. Nothing else will. And if we get this, our lives will genuinely be changed. Um, anyway, Keller says this about approval. He says, if we truly know God's approval, we won't need to fear any disapproval from others. If we truly, if we could only grasp just how approved we are by God, then we would never need to fear any disapproval from others. You know, because here's the thing, when, when, we're, when we're looking to man, we're, we're always in this trap, aren't we? We're kind of, we feel trapped, we're in this endlessly tiring pursuit of, of chasing after approval from other people who ultimately aren't designed to give us that ultimate approval. <laughs> yeah, we're not designed for the approval of man, we're designed to enjoy the approval of our Father in heaven. It's a beautiful thing. And so what we can do when we get this is that we can rest in a place of peace knowing that we're truly approved by our maker. And this changes everything or it can change everything for us. As um, Colin Smith says, he says, the approval of God is not earned but received. It does not come to you on the basis of merit but on the basis of mercy. A life of ministry does not flow from an attempt to win the approval of God. It flows from the joy of receiving the approval of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you are secure in the love of God, you can be entrusted with the gospel and you will find that you are able to offer yourself in service and ministry to others. Praise God. You know, in, in Galatians 1.10, the Apostle Paul offers this pretty stern warning. He says, for now am I seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You know, um, none of us want to hear words like these ones from Jesus. These are words that he used to describe the hearts of the Pharisees of his day. Reading John 12, 43. Jesus says, They loved human praise more than praise from God. That's how Jesus, like, don't you love Jesus? Everyone else is like, Lord, praising these guys and, oh, aren't they wonderful and whatever. And Jesus just x-ray. I know their hearts. And their heart, they love, they love the praise of man more than they actually love the praise of my father. Yeah, their approval is a massive idol for those Pharisees. Yeah? They... May those never be words that are said about us. They loved, you love human praise more than you love praise from me. Really hear this today. Let this sink in. Let this change everything for you. If you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are completely approved by God. You are completely approved by God. Rest in the peace that comes from that. 
But don't rest like we like to rest when we're on holidays in a, in a deck chair or a lazy boy recliner or something in a passive way. Rest in such a way that, as, as that quote said before, that your approval compels you to give of yourself passionately for the cause of the gospel. Where, where that, that assurance, that approval, that security that you have doesn't just allow you to rest back, but propels you on to give yourself wholeheartedly, not with any divided motives, in the service and care for and blessing of other people. To working with Jesus to see people hear the good news and experience freedom too. And if you're, if you're here or, or you're watching online and you haven't yet made the decision to place your faith in Jesus, can I just tell you that soul-satisfying approval is available for you through relationship with God, completely. You know, Jesus gave his life. He died on the cross for the sins of the entire world, for your sins, to see you find peace with God, but also to find that deep sense of approval in an intimate relationship with God himself, to see you embrace life through faith in him. And, you know... Ultimately, a life aside from God is looking for all the things that God longs to provide in a range of other areas. And so he invites you to stop searching for approval, to stop searching for identity or meaning or anything or anywhere else, and just to come to him, to humble yourself, to come to him and place your faith in him. And as you do that, not only will you find salvation and peace and joy and hope, but you will find that approval that you're looking for as you believe in the gospel. I want to just close our today, and I want to close this series with some prayer ministry. I just want to pray for some people, and maybe, maybe you're here today and you've been, you've been um, thinking over the last, it's been a while now, we've had a few other messages here and there, but You've been thinking around these idols of the hearts. And maybe it's as simple for you as you, you go, well, I'm not really sure about any idol, but I just want to have a pure heart. You, you have that, that David spirit, that David thought, creating me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Maybe that's your prayer today. If that's you, I'd love to come you to come forward and I'll pray with you in just a moment. Perhaps you, you've been listening to this and you're just like, man, You've read me like a book, Joel. <laughs> Might have been your problem when, it, when you were younger, but man, that's still my problem to this day. Approval is a big trap for me. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I want to see you walk forward out of this place in freedom, not living under the bondage of any idol. Or if there's any other idol, any other thing that you feel kind of is just taking a part of your heart that is keeping you from fullness of life with God, can I encourage you, just come and lay it at Jesus' feet today. Receive prayer for, for healing so that you can have a heart that is free, a heart that is truly alive to worship and enjoy and walk with God all the days of your life.